G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Hey, a conversation I'd love you to join into over this next hour. And while we're going to be talking about the outback, outback areas all around Australia, don't want to leave people in the city out of our conversation either today. But our focus will be on inland, country, outback Australia and ways that you can draw your community together during these uncertain days. Our special guest today, Pastor Liz Howland, leads Ray of Hope Ministries and is about to embark on one of her regular outback expeditions, ministering to the spiritual needs in farming communities. Now, Liz starts her new expedition next week, and because of border restrictions, she's likely to be contained within her home state of Queensland. But on this expedition, Liz Howland will be calling ahead and setting up what she calls Church on the Hay Bales, with the idea of bringing communities together for church with a visiting pastor. Now imagine that for a few moments, an informal, practical, life application church service in your hay shed or in your garden, under a shady tree or near a waterhole and perhaps followed up with a barbecue or a picnic. Pastor Liz Howland leads Ray of Hope Ministries. Liz is joining us. Liz, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be here today. Liz, you worked tirelessly for many years alongside your husband. You've managed and owned cattle properties. You've bred stud cattle and horses. You've raised four sons. You've faced floods, droughts, bushfires, slumps in the cattle market, bankruptcy and divorce. And you really know the effects of hardship. And uh, contrasted to that, you know the value of faith in God. Uh, Just to honour you as we get into our conversation today, but when you're in the outback, you're, you're shackling up the caravan and you're on your way west into outback Queensland next week and uh, you're going to be coming across an awful lot of people and you've been there and done that before them and you bring a ray of hope. Uh, Give us some insight here into how you see things at the moment and the need for this new expedition. Well, Neil, over many, many years um, I I was in a church in a big city. I believe God trained me up there to go back to my own kind, which is rural people. That's where my heart is and my passion is. And it's from that passion that the Lord um, directed me uh, to just go west, wait upon him and drive down whatever roads he directed me to. And that was 16 years ago that started initially in a a small tent uh, on an unpowered site. But he's added to my comforts just in recent times. But it's not about your comfort. It's about the people. Well, we might get into your new comfort level in just a little while, but uh, I do want to just just to bring this early in our conversation, Liz, because we're going to talk about church on the hay bales today. And 
there are some deeper things to think about when we think about the simple feed that hay is. And uh, we'll get into some of this, and I do want to invite listeners to join into our conversation. And you can respond on our Facebook post today where I'm asking the question, what does a hay bale suggest to you about gathering people for church in the outback? Now, don't want to leave anyone uh, who's from the city or from the coast out of this conversation too. You might have to think a little more deeply about it. People in the country might have a, a really, you know, a thought or two is going to come to mind instantly. But what does a hay bale suggest to you about gathering people for church in the outback? Now, Liz, one of the special focuses that you're bringing to this next expedition is uh, you're phoning ahead and you're setting up church on the hay bales. Uh, what led you to this idea because it sounds like a fabulous opportunity. Well, Neil, uh, a few months ago, I actually did a service on the hay bales and I was overwhelmed at the response of the people. It was after a bull sale and on the Sunday morning, every single person that still remained there came to church on the hay bales, hay bale church, I call it. And I just felt the Lord drop into my spirit, this is something for the future. So in the last letter letter that went out with Word for Today, I just put it out there, anyone who would like Hay Bale Church whilst I'm in their district. And I've had several responses to that. And so if you're listening and you would love Hay Bale Church under a shady tree and as Neil said, beside a waterhole, wherever, I'm happy to come. And the thing is that Hay Bale Church creates a very comfortable atmosphere for people can throw a few hay bales out, um, sit around an informal service, um, a song that's been particularly powerful in recent times is The Blessing by Curry Job. And um, that when that song played at the hay bale church, the presence of God just came upon everyone present. It was bigger and more powerful than I'd ever ex- uh, expected, actually. Um, but it was a very, very... Uh, good thing for the future. Well, let's just take a little diversion here and go down one of those tracks uh, that you love to go down because, uh, you know, when you're in the middle of the outback and you decide that there's a, you discover that there's a, a track and you oftentimes go down to explore what's at the end of that and you find people there. Uh, when you talk about the presence of God, when you're in a hay bale church setting, uh, so many people who are uh, involved in a perhaps a big church setting where the music and the flashing lights and uh, everything creates a certain sort of concert atmosphere and sometimes people think that that is what the presence of God feels like. But it doesn't happen like that in a hay bale setting. How does the presence of God feel when you're sitting around or being part of a, a church show service around the hay bales? I just saw an incredible sense of peace descend on all of these people. The peace of God, which just passes all understanding. And it was a palpable um, atmosphere of peace and safety. And the love of God just turned up. He came just to touch every one of those precious lives, every single person there. That's a powerful thought, that when people are going through challenging times, uh, we mentioned the idea of uncertain times, and those uncertain times are here for everyone, to appreciate what it is when the peace of God comes, and uh, I've seen this sort of thing as well, uh, the idea that it would come across, uh, come over someone uh, who is almost uh, in a level of distress, 
uh, or anxiety and that presence of God comes and uh, even the, the, the look on people's faces can change. And I think that's what you're saying. People's faces began to change when the presence of God came in the hay bale service. Yes, it was just a, a big a lot of hay bales round in a circle. Everyone sitting on the hay bales. No one was elevated or uh, put in an uh, inferior position. As all of us gathering around in a circle and uh, just sharing oft times um, the reality of God in a human life, how he met me and how he set me free and brought me up out of the depths of despair. And that's very relevant to a lot of people right now. Now, because you're going to be restricted because of border issues on this latest expedition and because you're going to be doing your tour through Queensland, oftentimes you extend yourself into the Northern Territory, sometimes uh, throughout New South Wales, uh, but this time you're going to be a little more restricted uh, into Queensland. But I don't want to leave people in country churches out of this because perhaps an inspiration for people in country churches who are thinking, how can I minister to the needs of people who are on distant properties? Uh, this is the sort of thing that you're, you're hoping to inspire people to as well. Absolutely. Um, and I just also want to give a shout out to Phone Church. Um, that is goes all over Australia. And if you're in a very isolated place and um, you can't get anywhere near a local church or a it could be hundreds of Ks, but there is phone church and you can log on every Sunday morning and um, you'll be accepted and welcomed into that. Hey, Bale Church, phone church. You know, I had a guest on recently and we were talking about Red Dirt Church and that's a, a ministry to outback towns and communities as well. Uh, these sorts of creative ideas, and I want to invite listeners to be part of our conversation today. We'll open our talkback lines. You might have your own thoughts on just how powerfully impacting it is when you can have an informal church service, perhaps at a place where they don't normally get to have church. At 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Liz, when you arrive into a community and they don't get get a regular pastor they're oftentimes even a hundred kilometers from the nearest church there's a breath of fresh air that arrives at the driveway and uh, you open the car door and you get out and uh, and people while sometimes they're suspicious uh, so many of them are just welcoming because they know that they've got an opportunity to have access to a pastor even to talk through some of the issues they're going through right now yes um it's an amazing thing. Uh, a lot of these relationships have been built over many years. Um, but at the moment, the Lord dropped into my spirit uh, to do bulk mail-outs to some of the major western towns of uh, Word for Today. And that is an incredible um, gift to these people because it's something that comes to them. They can read it in the privacy of their own homes and then God just really speaks to them. He speaks to them also through my letter that accompanies it because I speak to them like they understand and I understand country people. And so that's been a very powerful help to a lot of people in uh, the last couple of years, actually. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take one nice and early. Here's Val, who is in Melbourne. Hello, Val. Welcome along. Thank you. Look, I just wanted to say that 
something about us Christians that we long to be in community and I've been thinking and praying about organising car park church here in Melbourne. Obviously, when these stage four restrictions go, which we're hoping will be soon, but I'm thinking well, I live near the beach, organising um, whoever wants to come to a car park church. Well, a car park church, and how would you communicate with people in their cars, Val? Did well, you that's have any... where I was hoping. Sorry, that's where I was hoping Vision might come into broadcasting at a certain time, maybe a short message, and putting on some worship songs so we can sing and worship together in that car park. But that's just initial thoughts, and I haven't talked to anyone about it, but I'm working those um, things out. Well, uh, there's all sorts of things to think about in that, and of course, uh, you know, there's been all sorts of controversies in Victoria of recent days too over the ideas of public gatherings while there's big lockdown uh, issues in play, and uh, and so I'm not sure whether you'd be allowed to have a car park church in Melbourne right now, but for listeners all around Australia, where there are no restrictions that do keep you from doing that, that obviously could be a a fabulous opportunity and of course uh, we do have our together segment that happens on a Sunday morning and that's hosted by our own CEO Phil Edwards and it's a little bit like alternative church for people who can't oh. get to church on Sundays so uh, so that could work Val and uh, for whatever way you can legally do that uh, let me just say uh, you know put your best foot forward uh, let's get a thought or two from Liz uh, Val I would say to you just prayerfully carry it on the inside and allow God to download facets of how to do it. Um, because when he orchestrates it and he's in charge, um, it works. And it's a wonderful idea. And uh, if you can just get those uh, all the details, how God would do that and how he would have it done, I think you know it could be something really great. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Pastor Liz Howland is our guest. We're talking about some of the special issues that are in play in Outback Australia. So if you're a part of an inland, outback, country, farming community, uh, this is a conversation especially for you, but uh, not leaving people who are on the coast and in the cities out of our conversation. We're talking about Hay Bale Church Church on the Hay Bales, uh, which is what Liz Howland is aiming for as she embarks on her new expedition that she's getting underway next week. Taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Liz, let's take another call before we go any further. Sue is in Esperance in Western Australia. Hello, Sue. Welcome. Good morning, Neil. Uh, Neil, the necessity you were... if you remember. Oh, so <laughs> um, whereabouts are you, Sue? Yeah, we're in Esperance. Oh, yes, very good, yes. Yeah, and um, uh, I'd just like to say church anywhere because uh, unfortunately we had an incident some years ago and and the church split and so the majority of the church went and left a small group at home. Uh, but... Um, never to be um, put down or whatever, we had church under the gum tree. And that is what the church is called this day. Absolutely. Church under the gum tree. That's and, the name of your was, church, uh, Sue? Yes. Oh, yes. 
What a fabulous name. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it, 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 there's a big story that goes with that, but I won't tell you about that one. Um, but um, it, it, what happened is that we used to have church under the, under the trees in various um, suburbs of our, our town. And the people used to just roll out of the, their homes and just come and sit with us and sing and, and just listen to the word. So Fabulous. It was, and uncomplicated and easy, simple church. Uh, that's what you're saying. And, uh, and actually, people really responded well to that, no doubt, Sue. Oh, they did indeed. And, and you know, like we would have the, the thing and then we'd have a, have a barbie afterwards. Uh, for everybody and um, that was the way that we could come alongside people and listen to people. Sue, let's get a thought or two from Liz. Liz, your thoughts for Sue. Sue, that's a wonderful um, thing that you've been doing and I think there's going to be more of it and it's not uh, down uh, grading or uh, the the place of um, traditional church but it's something that I feel that more people that are unchurched, uh, way outside of the realms of any uh, one to be able to reach them, to go to church, uh, and it's so practical and it's so um, real to them. You know, they feel comfortable, and that's one of the biggest things, is if you can be, um, I find, um, very real and transparent with people, to share out of... um, the challenges that you've faced in life and to um, offer them what you've learned through those times, it makes faith very, very uh, doable. Sue, one quick question before I let you go. Sue, what do you do on a rainy day? What do we do on a a rainy day? Uh, We uh, find some shelter somewhere (laughs) and just go there. <laughs> right, you've got some. You've got all. You've always got some plan B somewhere. But uh, the romance uh, of church under a gum tree is just wonderful. And Sue, thank you so much for calling through. Uh, lovely to hear. Uh, great instance there of uh, how you're actually doing church. Uh, Sue, thanks for joining us. Hey, let's take another call. Jeff is in Kalgoorlie in WA. Hi, Jeff. Hello. How are you? Very well. What are your thoughts for our conversation? The lady before that was talking about, uh, you know, the car park church. Yep. What I was thinking about, we don't have one in Kalgoorlie anymore, but I don't know if in her area there is. You know the old drive-in cinemas? Yes. You could use that where people, yeah, well, you can drive in and you can use their sound system, which, you know, you can get to them through their sound system. And I've got to say that I think while drive-ins are becoming a relic of the past in some of the cities, I suspect that country towns often will have the drive-in still functional. So uh, are you? is there one in Kalgoorlie? No, that's, I was just thinking about because I've come from Zimbabwe where we used to have not so long ago. So, you know, the, the, they, like you say, relics of the past and Africa is quite, you know, in the past, and so we used to go to drive-in cinema all the time. Well, you know, if there is in that area, you used to, you had a sound system, you know, where you could use, you could hang it on your window. That's so right. you don't have to, you can have your social distancing and use the sound system. And, you know, I am aware of, and I assume it's still operating, a uh, drive-in theatre church in Brisbane, uh, Ipswich Way, 
uh, and uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's the Tivoli, and I'm I'm not sure whether it still operates, but I know that there was a church that had taken over a drive-in and was uh, was operating a drive-in theatre church there. Uh, look, listeners might have, if you've got a drive-in in your town and you think you can use it for church, maybe someone's already done that with uh, some of the issues around churches being locked down. Uh, feel free to call us and let us know. Jeff, thank you so much for calling through and a uh, great suggestion for drive-in church. And if you've got one happening in your community, uh, why don't you let us know about that? Lots of creative ideas like this, Liz. And as I'm hearing these ideas, Ideas come through. Uh, I'm familiar with one church that you know how because churches have been streaming into yes. the living rooms. Uh, well, now that churches are sometimes where there's no restrictions, they've been able to have church in their regular location, but not the same level of numbers because there's restrictions mm-hmm. on the number of people you can have in your church. So, mm-hmm. so what have uh, I heard of one church doing was they had some satellite centres that were happening. Uh, in you know maybe a community centre or they've got a hall somewhere and they've been actually doing a streaming of their church service that's been happening with people in church but because you can't get everyone in there they've had other these satellite centres and now what they're considering is that some of these satellite centres ought not close they'll become new church plants mm-hmm. and so new churches being birthed out of the hardships that we're going through and and that's an amazing thing for the city. That's not so much our outback conversation today, but but you can get creative. Those creative That's ideas right. are wonderful yes. to hear. Yes, yeah. We're going to be uh, having uh, more calls, 1-800-316-316, to join in our conversation. And uh, Liz, I want to ask you about your caravan because you said in the early days of doing this outback ministry, and you've been doing this for 16 years now. Uh, you're, uh, you know, you're, you know, you're not wearing out at all. But uh, getting on a few years older, uh, you used to just set up a tent, even in the middle of winter. Yes. And uh, you'd be in a tent in the outback and uh, braving the elements. Uh, nice to have a, a caravan these days. It's absolutely wonderful. In the early days, I had a a, ca- a tent in an unpowered site, and always in the winter months because. It was too hard to and too hot to be in a tent in the summer. So uh, in the last few years, I was finding it more difficult to uh, pitch a tent or put the camper trailer up. And I always dreamt of having a caravan with a specific configuration to have people come in, sit around a table, have a cup of tea and give them a quiet private place where they could share what was on their heart because one of the major things I find um, out in the bush is undealt with grief for whatever reason undealt with grief would be 80% of what comes up as I listen to people so from that perspective to just be a listening ear and to let them unload stuff they've carried for half of their lifetime um, is a great gift to give them and it for me, everything that is done has to be birthed out of the love of God. It's the love of God for people and for the people of compassion, for my own kind, I call them, the people in rural areas. And out of that comes uh, the ability to help them with whatever they're going through, no matter what it is. Grief is just one thing. Right at the moment, uh, we'll find there'll be a lot of people that have had some rain, 
but uh, it takes a long time for people on the land who know this to come back after even eight, ten years of drought to have a cash flow again. Um, a lot of people have pretty much sold out all their livestock, so they still have a lot of challenges, uh, bankruptcy not being the least of them. Pastor Liz Howland leads Ray of Hope Ministries. We are taking calls. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You can also respond today to a Facebook question that uh, we have on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. What does a hay bale suggest to you about gathering people for church in the outback? You'll find that facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Liz, let's take another call before we move forward. Wendy is on the line from Casino in New South Wales. Hi, Wendy. Welcome. Good day. Hey, Wendy. What are your thoughts for our conversation? Well, I had a wonderful experience years ago when I was over visiting um, some friends in America. And um, I happened to have a weekend before I visited them when I was on my own. And um, I was missing church. It was Sunday. There was no church nearby where I was staying. And I said, oh, well, I'll go and sit in a park on my own and I'll just hang, hang out with God. You know, it was Sunday morning. I just felt like some time with God. And as I began to sit there, a whole lot of beautiful, joyful-looking African-Americans began arriving in the park and they began setting up what turned out to be church in the park. Okay. And I was just so thrilled to think that here was me on my own in San Francisco um, with no church to go to, and I just had the best time. And I just thought, what a great idea, just even a church that, that's already established to go and set up in parks in your local town. We've since done this once in casino. I've since become a pastor myself, and we have done it once in casino, and I'm just thinking we should be doing it more often nowadays because people can't congregate in big buildings nowadays, and what a grand idea. And Wendy, uh, your own experience leads you on to, if you're going to have church in the park, you just never know who God has brought to the park when you get there and when you start to set up. And you're a a walking, talking example of that. Exactly. I was absolutely gobsmacked by how how clever God was to bring me church even when I couldn't get to one. (laughs) Okay, Liz Liz Howland, Liz, what are your thoughts for Wendy? Oh, I think that's wonderful and it's very real and uh, very organic and it just it's taking the reality of God into the marketplace where those people may never darken the doors of a church but to take be his hands and feet be Jesus hands and feet in the community I believe is one of the most uh, valuable things that we can do ongoing Wendy, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. You can join in our conversation today. We are talking about church on the hay bales, Hay Bale Church. This is an initiative that Liz is introducing for her next expedition into the outback. Let's talk about when you are in outback communities, Liz, and you've been doing this, as you say, for 16 years uh, there's very rarely the sort of situation you're coming across these days that you haven't seen some time before. We were talking about people who were in grief. You're saying grief is a big issue for people who are, in some sense, isolated, and they've gone through all sorts of challenges. Uh, there's all sorts of things that are going on in people right now. Those who are recovering from drought, those who are still in drought, 
there are all sorts of emotional roller coasters people are on. There's a sense of hopelessness in some people. What are your thoughts for the sorts of things you're likely to encounter when you come across people in your, your upcoming expedition? Well, almost on every trip, I've come across uh, people that were um, thinking suicidally. And the Lord leads me by his spirit. And I might just be in a particular place and I feel drive down that road. Now, the outcome of that is um, one situation I can speak about. I got to this property and this woman said, thank God you're here five more minutes and it would have been too late. So I stayed with that lady for a couple of days and just helped her get some balance back in her thinking. And in the she had insurmountable family issues um, that seemed like there was no solution for. And she felt that would go, was going to be the only way out. And so just in that I'll stay with it, ever long it takes uh, alongside people till I see them stable and see them back on their feet. And then we'll follow up with phone calls and um encouragement along the way and I just want to speak for a moment about that word encourage and uh, that word encourage means to put courage back into people and a lot of times people have lost their hope they don't know how they're going to go on but just being in the presence with someone who has been where they are can help them um, understand they're not alone and there is a solution and there is a way forward and I guess that's what the major part of this trip will be about. That's what I'm sensing. But uh, I think, too, um, in this recent season, there's been um, so much bombardment from media and all different avenues that even some Christians have got a little bit uh, tippy and they um, just don't know what's what, what to do next. But I just really feel that God dropped into my spirit that scripture that says, fight the good fight of faith and contend for your faith. Allow the word of God to put strength into your backbone. Allow his voice to be louder and more uh, powerful with you than the voices that are around us through the media and other avenues. But to contend for the faith, do not waver and press on with endurance uh, the race set before us because there's never been a time where we need to contend than what we are now. Uh, what I can hear in your uh, description of that, Liz, is the idea that when people are discouraged, when they are feeling hopeless, when they might even have those suicidal feelings, and we're not keeping secrets here, there's no secrets to the way that a Christian might respond in this, but what it seems to be is that when we as Christians find ourselves defensive and on the back foot and in a waiting pattern, in a holding pattern, and as you say, you know, you get a bit tippy, uh, the idea I think you're saying is a bit shaky in your faith and mm. you're, you're wondering where God is in all of this. If you can get people onto the front foot and being proactive in their faith, that in itself is a huge encouragement and a huge strengthening to the purpose that we have as people. What are your thoughts for getting onto the front foot and getting out of that sort of pattern of holding and being shaky? I find personally that when I'm under attack and when I'm feeling there's opposition to what I'm about to undertake, that I dig deep in the Word. The Word of God has transformed my life. The Word of God has changed me, it's healed me, 
and I know the power of the word. That's why I do what I do because I really want to impart that to those who have ears to hear. At my stage in life, I have beautiful grandchildren that I just adore and I would like to be spending some of this time with them. But I'm compelled to go to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with those that don't yet know him, those that um, are seeking. They're really seeking. There's a lot of people seeking. They want the peace that you carry in your heart. And I've seen miracles in recent months, um, even in my own family, restoration with family that I've stood for for such a long time. Um, Some family members I've prayed for for 25 years, I've seen them come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, In recent times, I have three sisters, and we've all gone our separate ways and done our own busy things. And uh, we got together for the first time in 13 years, and there were schisms there. There was misunderstandings and hurts and things that were broken. But in this getting together over three days, it was almost like those things didn't exist. That's the power of our God. They were just washed into the sea of forgetfulness. We just picked up as though there was never a schism and we laughed and we talked and it was just like we were when we were children. And that is the reality of the power of God. You know, sometimes I think that people think that the pastor is the person who stands up at the pulpit on a Sunday and, uh, you know, oh, at least they're working for an hour this week because they're preaching on a Sunday. And uh, this idea that the pastor is just the person who preaches, uh, this is a really important aspect you're bringing in here because sometimes when we've got these family schisms, Uh, We've got uh, contentious people who've got, uh, you know, all sorts of divisions that have happened in our family. We think, who could even help in this? But the third party person becomes very important here. And so if you're wondering at the value of your pastor right now, when the third party comes in, who's not a member of the family, who isn't a part of all of those contentious controversies and things that have divided you for generations almost, Mm -hmm. uh, the pastor comes in and brings the peace and presence of God into a circumstance and is like a mediator between those who have got contentious issues with one another and can minister this idea of forgiveness and restoration, you've got... It's, you, you can't put a value on that. That's what your pastor can do. And if you're not part of a church, you're missing something here because your pastor can bring that sort of input into your life and get things back on track. This is what I can hear. This is what you do. Uh, it's a wonderful ministry and, and people don't get a chance to go to church. And then Liz Howland arrives. Wonderful things happen. Uh, One of the most amazing things, I have some wonderful books that I carry as part of my resources that are towards restoration of family and understanding one another and uh, looking at the conflicts and finding ways to express ourselves because often in the bush, I'm speaking about myself here, um, I was not able to express things in a way that was... um, was, Uh, not in a way that was conducive to resolution. And, you know, I was a very hot-headed young woman and I would just hit back. But God has done a deep work in that area of my life and taught me how to be a better listener and to hear where the other person's coming from and um, understanding what they've been through, understanding the person that you've had the schism with. 
And it's uh, just like I can't express it. I'm profoundly grateful. God just washed everything away into the sea of forgetfulness. And it was just a miracle. And we're all in touch every week now. Some people might say, oh, why couldn't I just bring in some sort of a secular counsellor and uh, and they could tell me some of the same things. But this is interesting too. And as I say, you know, there's we're not hiding anything today. Uh, there's a certain sense in how that ministry works. Because when we talk about people who are in a hopeless situation, when the minister of the gospel comes, they bring hope. And that's because we have a God who is in heaven, who is the transcendent God above all things. And I often will encourage people and I'll say that hope for the future that God has for us is power in our present. And so we have hope today because we're connected to our almighty God. And the idea of love, because you know how easy it is, Liz, to use that little throwaway line, God loves you or Jesus loves you. Well, the power that is in that is just so significant because if God loves us, then he has a positive future planned for us. And so all of the challenges we're going through, we know that if he's got our back, then he's got our best interests at heart. And there's all sorts of wonderful scriptures that can talk about this plan that he has for us. And uh, these sorts of things are such a powerful encouragement, Liz. Yes, I do believe that um, as we are ministering to others, if it's not based on love, real love, God kind of love, the love, that unconditional love, then we just need to step back a bit until that's filling our heart and mind. And and one of the things I pray is, God, give me eyes to see as you see humanity. Give me an insight into their life and what they've been through. Show me, Lord, how you see this person. And then listening and then coming from that place of love. With, and he will fill your mouth. He fills my mouth. You know, we've had some wonderful people calling through and being creative with ways that you can connect in your community. And uh, some of those things are not just for people in the outback, but people everywhere in Australia, whether you're on the coast, in the cities, if you're in an outback community, if you're on a, a an isolated property somewhere. Well, we've had some people responding on our Facebook post today. I'll read through just a few of these and we'll just uh, we'll generalize and get a, a bit of an insight here. But uh, people have been obviously very positive. Adam says... And of course, this question that we asked, how does a hay bale suggest to you, what does a hay bale suggest to you about gathering people for church in the outback? Well, Adam says, to me, it means making use of the magnificent space and beauty that God provides to us. Social distancing, easy on properties, Mm -hmm. easier for the hardworking farmers to attend church too. Angela says, want to have church on a hay bale in an attic? On a busy city street, at a beach, on a boat, under the sea, on a mountaintop, in a blueberry patch. She says, you want to do that? Go and do it. And then Joe says, some people might not be happy about going to a church building or to have a church near them. So putting something together like a hay bale church is a fantastic idea. So this idea of uncomplicating things, because sometimes people think that church is complicated. And what I can hear in all of those responses, Liz, church doesn't have to be complicated. It does not. It's very simple. It's gathering of ourselves together. Uh, I've done baby dedications, baptisms on properties and weddings and funerals and all sorts of things. And even those that might never darken the door of a church that sit right at the very back, almost hide. 
they are still being touched with the love of God. And I find that very humbling and very profound. Uh, So when you arrive at a property or into a community and someone needs to have a baby dedication uh, or a baptism, you're on hand to do that because, you know, ordinary people tend not to know what to do. And if I had a go at doing that myself, maybe I would get it all wrong. So someone who's called pastor makes a difference when it comes to some of those things. Uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, people, at, you know, you're getting another expedition going next week. Uh, people need a baptism. People need some sort of baby dedication. Yes. Uh, even a wedding. I mean, you've got yes. a little bit of preparation to do for that. But mm. but you're available for those things on your travels. Absolutely. And they ask for that. They ask me, next year, can you dedicate the babies or baptize the babies? I use the vernacular that they're comfortable with. And baptism might mean something different to me, but they would call a baby dedication a baptism. And so what's meaningful to them is very important. And that's the, that's the position I go from. Liz, you've been writing to people that you have regular contact with, and I know you take the word for today. It's mm. the daily devotional that we're also familiar with when we're listeners to Vision, and mm. and you use it to a wonderful uh, benefit to people who you come across. It becomes something you can hand to them. You get people onto the word for today, and of course everyone knows who reads the word for today. You can't put it down. you just got to pick it up, and it's so encouraging. So you do have those sorts of resources along with you when you travel and uh, and this is an opportunity for people to just uh, to access some of those resources what else do you carry because you know you've got the word for today uh, you mentioned to me a little earlier that when you're ministering to people who have grief in their life and you said you know 80% of people I come across they've got some level of grief holding them back yeah. you like to leave resources what sort of resources do you like to use well I have some incredible resources um one of which was written by Kinder Greening, who th- said to me he thought he knew all about grief until he lost his only 19-year-old daughter suddenly. And that man wrote a book, The Hundred Do's and Don'ts for Grievers and Helpers. And that book can be used as a handbook for people in a region that uh, have got a heart for grief-stricken people, and they can share with them. And, and another one, that one's called When Grief Leaves the Dictionary and Comes Into Your Home. And it is a very, very powerful, releasing book. Okay. And when you've got these opportunities to be able to put resources in people's hands, and, you know, I know, too, and I don't want to make a big thing about this, but you like to use gift cards, and uh, they have a certain value, and so we might not have to talk about the value of those gift cards, but you put a gift card into the hands of people in outback communities who are doing things really tough, and... Just putting a gift card in their hand can break open the opportunity for the conversations, for a ministry. How do those gift cards work when you give those? They have such a profound effect because it's something practical. And uh, the situation, some of the responses I've had from the gift cards for the bush um, have been, uh, we can't get to town, we're 800k from the closest coals. Um, we can't even get away because we're feeding drought-stricken cattle. There's just ongoing, ongoing, the responses I get, what the gift cards have meant for them. And uh, they just, they're given very discreetly. They keep people's dignity because no one sees except the person that's the recipient and they can spend those any way they wish. 
And I do want to say to listeners, and I know that listeners to 2020, to Vision Radio, have responded in times past and been quite generous. And they've been able to provide some of those gift cards, uh, some of the provision for those books and resources that you take with you on your expeditions. Uh, no doubt you could always do with another friend or two who might be a contributor to that. Uh, people can contact you through your website. I'll give the website address here, lizhowland.com. Howland is spelled H-O-W-L-A-N-D, L-I-Z, Howland, H-O-W-L-A-N-D dot com. And there's a way there that people can make a contribution. They get uh, the way that they can support you. Uh, also a place where they can register a prayer request and yes. or even that sort of request. Hey, Liz, if you're coming by my town, drop in and see me. Absolutely. Very, very. Uh, it's so good to hear from the people uh, that are receiving the word for today and um, out in those outback tents because we're covering... I think it's about nine complete districts now with Word for Today. Okay, now you have your new caravan. We mentioned that a little earlier. Um, You do have some needs. Uh, You mentioned uh, you could do with a generator. That's not an absolute essential, but if you're setting up in the middle of the outback, it's not like you're in a, 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 a caravan park. Uh, So a generator would be useful to you. Yes, it would. It's something that I do need, um, but I'm happy to do this trip. And But if it came, it, it would be wonderful. But the other thing is um, help with the fuel. Um, a Caltex fuel card is probably one of the, the greatest gifts that you can ever give to support uh, what I'm doing out there because the distances are long and the weight of the caravan makes it really uh, use fuel But on the Prado. So um, that's a great thing. Um, to help with. Okay, so uh, gift cards and uh, for support for what Liz Howland is doing, uh, a fuel card goes a long way to meeting those expensive fuel bills. And uh, as you know, fuel's not quite so inexpensive when you start to get a little inland. Uh, the, the dollar prices go up and there is a need for a generator. And uh, look, if you can help out Liz Howland, lizhowland.com. Uh, Liz leads Ray of Hope Ministries and next week she's embarking on a new expedition into outback Queensland and you've heard a story. She goes down those bush tracks and uh, you never know what you find at the end of it but Liz has testimonies of what she's found at the end of those outback tracks. Uh, Liz, always good getting your thoughts. Church on the Hay Bales, Hay Bale Church. May God's richest blessing be on you for your expedition. I'll look forward to getting an update when you're back. Thank you so much, Neil. Just one thing I didn't mention was I set up these resources in caravan parks and places, men's camps in particular, because my passion is to see the men of Australia come into their rightful place. So I carry Angus Buchan books, uh, Ian Watto Watson books, and I just share them wherever I see the opportunity, and they bless many. Liz, you are an inspiration to us all. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.